Welcome to Maryland's Anglican Media, where you can listen to sermons, devotionals, and other media from Maryland's Anglican Church. We hope you enjoy. In the 90s, Reebok ran an ad campaign with the slogan, Life is short, play hard. I wonder if you remember it. It was saying, we only have a limited time on this earth, so throw yourself into everything you do. It was pretty successful because lots of us have this fear that we'll miss out on life, what they call FOMO, fear of missing out. Now, whether you're young or old, go hard because you never know when your time is up. It's also pretty good for their sales because you could be a slob on the couch, but if you bought some new Reebok shoes, maybe you start exercising. In 2002, Xbox came out with another ad building on the same idea. It was really graphic because it had this woman trying to give birth, but then the baby comes flying out and shoots through the window into the air. And as it's hurtling through the sky, the baby becomes a boy, and then a man, and then an old man, as he begins hurtling back down towards the ground. In the last scene, you see his teeth start to decay before he finally crashes into his own grave. And the words flash on the screen, Life is short. Play more. Xbox. <laughs> it was so graphic that it was banned a few months later. Well, is that what we should do? If life is short, just enjoy it as much as you can. Well, in today's passage, we see that David agrees that life is short. But while the world says life is short, play hard, the Bible says life is short, live for eternity. Life is short, live for eternity. I was really tempted to say life is short, pray hard, but it's not quite accurate, even though it fits well. All right, so first thing, the first point is turn to God in suffering. Turn to God in suffering. Last week in Psalm 38, we saw that David was suffering for his sin. And so he was humble and didn't speak even to answer his enemies because he knew he had done the wrong thing. He didn't want to reflect badly on God before sinners. This week, David can't keep silent anymore. His suffering is so bad that he can't keep it in. Psalm 39 verse 2. It says, So I remained utterly silent, not even saying anything good. But my anguish increased. My heart grew hot within me. While I meditated, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. And before we look at what he says, what's amazing is that he doesn't speak publicly, but privately to God. He asks God to show him how, light, how short life is. Even in his great distress and bitterness, he doesn't dishonor God. His first instinct is to turn to God in prayer, and he asks for the wisdom to live his life well. I think we can all be challenged by this. We live in an age of social media where everyone shares their news and opinions and rants, and we worry about what people think about us or what people say to us. And how easy it is to respond to something that offends you with an angry reply. But once it's out there, it's public and you can't take it back. Even when people have tried to delete their posts, sometimes people have taken a screenshot and reposted it. 
Brothers and sisters, let's learn from David and turn to the only one who can actually help us. Whatever we do reflects on God, whether badly or well. Let's be wise in the way we speak when we're upset. And let us bring our bitterness and complaints to God because he cares for us. And he is in control of the whole universe. Well, secondly, suffering shows us that life is short. Suffering shows us life is short. As David experiences suffering, he realizes it's actually good to think about how short life is. Now, most people don't want to think about death because death means the end of all enjoyment. We don't want to die before we get to experience life, have the chance to get married, enjoy sex, be successful in our jobs, own houses. That's why it's hard to talk to people about Jesus because his kingdom is not of this world, but the world to come. The world wants to distract us with chasing after things. The whole point of advertising is to make us feel like we need whatever it is they are selling. We need the latest bike or beauty products, the best computer or clothes. We won't be complete until we have them. Of course, the advertisers are doing, doing what they do to make money because they think they won't be happy unless they make more money. We just chase the next thing and the next thing, never stopping to think about life. Or if we're not chasing something, we are amusing ourselves to death. Did you know the word amuse means not musing, amuse? Because to, to muse means to think, consider, meditate about life. But amusement is what we do to avoid thinking. We amuse ourselves with movies and Netflix, Facebook and Twitter. We hate to be bored because we might just realize how empty our lives are. But David actually shows us that wisdom is in stopping to think about how short life is. This whole psalm is so much like Ecclesiastes. It makes you realize that Solomon wasn't the first one to think about these, th these things. David says in verses 4 to 6, Show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. Surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom. In vain they rush about, heaping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be. See, most of life is a frantic busyness, heaping up wealth while not thinking about who will get it when we die. At the end of verse 5, we see a musical term, Selah. Well, we're not 100% sure what this means. Most people think it's a musical interlude, so you can stop, pause and consider the meaning of what you've just sung. We're to consider that our lives are but a breath. As Isaiah says, all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The world says, life is short, play hard. But the Bible tells us, life is short, live wisely. And what does it mean to live wisely? Let's keep exploring the psalm. But for now, we see that it's wise to stop and think about how short life is. Or as Ecclesiastes puts it, 
It is better to go to a house of mourning than a house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. The coronavirus is horrible, but one good thing that has come out of it is that people are thinking about life. Life is short. It's fragile. We are not in control. In our outreach training, we're going to be looking at the question of how do we use this time to point people to the answers the Bible gives? Because people are searching right now. We can show by our calmness and faith that we know one who is in control. Well, point three, suffering makes us question God's ways. This psalm takes a really honest view of suffering. And one of the things we all think about when we go through suffering is, why me? I mean, we're so tiny. I mean, the psalm says it. We're so insignificant. If we're just a breath, why does God pay so much attention to us? Nothing I can do can possibly affect him. Why does he have to discipline me? David is weary with suffering, and he cries out in verse 10, Remove your scourge from me. I'm overcome by the blow of your hand. When you rebuke and discipline anyone for their sin, you consume their wealth like a moth. Surely everyone is but a breath. Sometimes we collect wealth for ourselves, and God disciplines us by taking it away. We knit beautiful scarves for all our idols, but God sends the moth of discipline to demolish them. Can't he just give us a break? You can feel the anguish, can't you? I wonder if you even feel like this sometimes. Why do bad things keep happening to me? Why is God disciplining me so much? Surely I've learned my lesson. Enough already. I'm a speck of dust on a flea. Why does he bother with me? The psalm ends in bitterness, telling God to leave him alone. Verse 13, Look away from me, that I may enjoy life again before I depart, and I'm no more. Isn't this how we feel sometimes? That God just has it in for me, and if he just left me alone, I could enjoy life a little before I die. It's so encouraging that even the Bible writers struggle to trust in God in their suffering. And God doesn't tell them, oh, you can't talk to me like that. No, he wants us to be honest with him. It's better to turn to him, even in bitterness, than to turn away from him. But in his better moments, David does realize that his suffering is not punishment. He calls it discipline. And that's a great word because parents don't punish their children to hurt them or because they enjoy it. They discipline them for their good so they can grow in their character. This actually shows how precious we are to God. And that's the paradox of human life, really. We're a mere breath. We're here today and gone tomorrow. But we are created in the image of God to become his children and learn to love like he does so we can live with him forever. We're creatures of dust, yet we're created for eternal glory. Why does God care so much about such small creatures? Because what we do here echoes into eternity. Which leads us to our final point. 
Suffering makes us look to eternity. Suffering makes us look to eternity. Even though David despairs of life, it does make him look for hope in God. As painful as this life can be, God uses this suffering to make us look for hope beyond the grave. Verse 7 But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. It literally says, O Lord, for what do I wait? In other words, there is nothing of substance worth looking forward to in this life. You are the only one who gives hope, who gives meaning to life. Even though God took away what is dear to him, it's made him realize that everything in this life is temporary. And in fact, he's a temporary resident in this world. And so he cries out to God for hope beyond this world. Verse 12. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Do not be deaf to my weeping. I dwell with you as a foreigner, a stranger, as all my ancestors were. We are all strangers and foreigners in this world. He recalls his ancestors like Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. They were given the whole land of Canaan as a promise, but they dwelled as aliens and strangers in the land. Through their example, we learn that we are not to look to earthly blessings, but to eternity. So we can say, life is short, live for eternity. And I think that's the whole point of this psalm. Life is short, live for eternity. The book of Hebrews puts it this way. This is uh, chapter 11. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking forward for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Can you and I honestly say that we long for eternity, for that heavenly city? See, when things are going well, we don't long for heaven, do we? So God disciplines us so that we don't get too comfortable here. He takes away our earthly treasures so that we realize this world isn't our home. I heard a great Colin song this week. It's called The Things of the Lord. It's actually an old song, but I'd never heard it before because it's not that popular. It says, all that stuff is going to be trash. Only the things of the Lord will last. We're aliens and strangers here because our citizenship is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, God knows this world is full of suffering. And he's not distant from our suffering. In fact, he has shared in the suffering of this world through the life and death of Jesus. And he uses everything that happens to us to prepare us for eternity. He knows that we can't enter his holy kingdom without having our sins washed clean. So he uses our suffering to turn us back to him. As David cries out in verse 8, Save me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the scorn of fools. And we know that he has saved us, because Jesus has suffered for all of our sins. 
And now we have Jesus himself as an example, so that we do not give up. As we look to Jesus, we see the ultimate example of someone who suffered living for eternity. Again, the book of Hebrews puts it beautifully. Chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, it says, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out, out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not weary, grow weary and lose heart. In his short life, Jesus had perfect clarity about his mission. He was to suffer and die to save us. And it was all for the joy of sharing eternity with us. Life is short. Live for eternity. Now we don't suffer because God is toying with us or punishing us. We suffer so that we will see how short life is. So we will not live for the temporary pleasures of this world. But so that we can be refined and prepared for the infinite joy of eternal life with Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you know how difficult suffering is. How it makes us despair of life itself. How we sometimes question your ways, Lord. But we do thank you that you work your good purposes through our suffering. You show us how short life is. You show us that the things of this world will not last. You make us look to eternity, Lord. And you discipline us, shaping our character so that we can be ready to live with you forever. Lord, help us to turn to you in suffering. Help us to cry out for your help and your mercy and to look to the eternal things of heaven. Help us to do this with the joy of heaven in mind, Lord, just as our Lord Jesus did, so we can share eternity with him. In Jesus' name, amen.